Hello, everyone, and welcome to sort of my... Ah, fuck. <laughs> Hello. No. No. Whoa. Hello, everyone. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, oh come, on. come on. Come <laughs> on. This is what I'm talking about. Oh, my about. God. Hello everyone and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, sitting to my right. James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Dr. T. Neil Travis Herman won't be joining us for this episode, but where you can join us is on the Sort of My brand and our nerd news page, Sort of My Comics, on Facebook. Follow us, Sort of My Podcast, on Instagram and subscribe to Sort of My brand on YouTube. You're listening to this somewhere. While here, rate, review, comment, and all of our personal social media is down in the description below. Okay, so we we've got uh, a show with some ups and downs today. It's it's a yeah. little it's a kitty roller coaster. Uh, yeah, kinda. I mean, we're not talking about kids or kitties, it, cats, whatever. What the, what the fuck? Oh, okay. Like, the little kitty like, roller okay, coaster where it just goes up and down and around. Tiny bumps. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I get you. But uh, you know what has been a roller coaster recently is our uh, YouTube page. Yeah. yeah. If you're following our YouTube page, you might have noticed it's been kind of a mess of uploads lately. And that is because I am just, I have flooded it, just trying to get this shit caught up. And I'm so glad to say it. And if, if you're listening to this there on the week it came out, then that means you already know we're finally caught up. The podcast is in sync between SoundCloud and the YouTube, and we are ready for phase three. We are in phase three of the SMB Rebirth Initiative. It's a pretty and catchy title. How do you feel? Well, you're totally original. 100% not in in uh, influenced at all by anything else ever that anyone has ever said or come up with. At all. Or we have been a fan of. In the history of man. Ever. Ever. <laughs> How do you feel now that this stuff is finally caught up? And not your show, but... I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, I mean... I'm not go- the the only actual recorded video that we do right now isn't caught up on YouTube. But you know, it's great that our audio files are finally up yeah, to date right? on there. That's, that's, uh, that's just swell. Okay, look. By the time this comes out on its regular date, what uh, I think only two episodes behind on on Alpha's unboxing. So we're getting there. Okay. My next box should be coming in within the next week. Yeah. So, so, yeah, we'll be good. You'll be all caught up by the end of this week, but it has been a long time coming. We are now at, like, 132, 133 uploads just in time for YouTube to change their fucking partner policy, and now we're not going to be able to make money off of these. Thanks, YouTube. Yeah, we're talking about doing shirts and stuff, though. But uh, So, I mean, hey, who who wants to buy a shirt? You t- <laughs> right? <laughs> Leave it in the comments below. Uh, actually, you know what? Yeah, if you have shirt ideas, uh, we're we're cooking up some stuff of our own. If you're a graphic designer and you want to design our t-shirt for free, yeah, yo, yeah, do that. Then be that person. Yeah, do be that guy. We we won't tell you not to. Uh, but YouTube does have its benefits. I there's so many awesome videos that came out this week. The the two main ones. I don't know if you saw Salt Liquor. It's this. Okay, it's these two little boys. They're dressed like rebel soldiers, and they're in this ditch. Uh, it's obviously the snow, but uh, they're doing that scene from the Last Jedi where the guy licks the sand. 
And he's like, hmm, salt. And then he fills out a martini glass. And the other kid's like, smart. <laughs> it's really funny. They got Nerf uh, Star Wars guns and stuff. It's really funny. But the other one is uh, this awesome Bruce Lee video. Have you seen that one? Is it the lightsaber one? The lightsaber one yeah. with the nunchucks. Like, I'm sorry. Having actually trained to use nunchucks before, knowing like how they react how they respond to everything how you actually have to bounce them off of your yeah. body to use them lightsaber nunchucks would kill you are you saying bruce lee is not so awesome that he could figure out how to use lightsaber nunchucks okay if you are not like 100 percent perfectly careful on your execution so you're saying every split second that you're using these things you will cut a part of your body off so what you're saying and this is exactly what i heard you don't think that bruce lee's a very good martial artist i actually i don't think i think your exact words were he sucks and i hate him just now that's what i heard Guys, if that's what you heard, like and comment below. Tell us what you heard. <laughs> is that what we're going to do the whole episode? Is like, and, guys, if you've ever said and in your entire life, leave it down in the comments below. <laughs> it's the whole episode. Uh, we should call this one One for the Horse. <laughs> no. But we gave up the clever titles. We sold out for news headlines and catchy grabbing shit. I was going to say, like, the perfect title for this would be Leave a Comment Below. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and uh, get started on one of our favorite segments here on the show. The thing that brought us all to the table, and that is comic books. Who doesn't love a good comic book? Nazis. Uh, That's who. Well, there are also a lot of people who love the movies that don't care for the books. Well, you know, if you can't appreciate the source material, then stay the fuck out of the theater. What? No. Because <laughs> then they won't make their money and they'll stop making these things. Is that what you want? <laughs> Maybe. Is, is what you want is for the world to acknowledge that Bruce Lee is a terrible martial artist and that you want them to stop making comic book movies. You heard it here first, folks. Here first. Guys, if you want them to stop making comic book movies, leave a yeah. comment below. We're not allowed to say that anymore. The rest of this episode, we're done with that. No more comments. If we see a comment after this part, we're shutting down the podcast. Oh, fuck. Oh, no, I just set us up. Ourselves up for disaster. You did. Wow. Well, guys, it's been a good run. Uh, thanks to Vin here. <laughs> a great finale we're, episode. <laughs> we're, we're hanging our hats up. I always knew I would be the thing that destroys this podcast. <laughs> I think we all knew that. Yeah. And Odell, actually, uh, you're the only one who brought any books to the table today. I did not have time to prepare any. I, there were a couple that I read. I read uh, The Wonderful World of Tank Girl number one, which was a better Die Hard comic than Die Hard Year One. The most... Well, not the most recent issues, but some recent issues of Batman. The story arc, Blind Date, I kind of really wanted to talk about those. I just did not have time to, to get anything well prepared for this. So, uh, what are you reading for us? Well, fortunately for you, I can fill up enough time. Because what I'm doing is I'm going over the first half of the Batman White Knight series. Oh, yeah. it, it's an eight-issue miniseries. Like, the, yeah. just the synopsis of it, if anyone heard has heard, things. the Joker becomes sane and is out to take Batman out the right way, legally, and uh, 
I'm just I'm gonna open the first one. All right, <laughs> uh, take it away. Okay, so Batman White Knight. It's done by Sean Murphy doing the art and the story, and Matt Hollingsworth does the coloring. What is uh, Sean Murphy working on right now? Like regularly? Regularly, I'm yeah. not sure. I know, I know he his did. Name popped up. Well, he before. did Tokyo Ghost with Rick Remender. Okay, yeah, that. That's um, him and Hollingsworth did that with Remender. The art style of this is exactly like Tokyo Ghost, and I fucking love Tokyo Ghost. Yeah. So, in the story, it opens up. The Batmobile is approaching Arkham Asylum, and we see a figure step out, approach police, waiting for him to escort him in. You know, he says, I know my way around. How is he? And, you know, of course, you're thinking it's Batman coming in to check on someone, whatever. You see Batman chained up. And a very dapper gentleman, one of the guards says, it's been quiet. Hasn't said a word, Mr. Jo- Mr. Napier. It's Jack Napier. Mm. One of the many identities that the Joker has assumed over the years. Yeah. He, he approaches and he says, Batman, I need your help. We go, and then the next panel is, it says one year ago, and it shows the bat, someone's wearing like suspenders and a Batman shirt, and the Joker is wearing the shirt, he's leading Batman on chase, and it looks like he's on a hoverboard. He's leading Batman on a high-speed chase on one of these. (laughs) So, already love that. He's going on over a drawbridge that's up. He's going on rooftops. Batman is driving the Batmobile over top of these rooftops with Batgirl and Nightwing. You know, they're following behind telling him, like, you need to be careful. Like, you're being reckless. Yeah. So. This is a Batman who's slipping. Yeah. yeah. Like, big time. The Joker is egging him on, saying that we have this romance. No one wants to make the move, like, all this and that. The, the typical Joker speech that yeah. is given to Batman in so many other stories. Yeah, wait till they make a play set of what you did tonight. <laughs> he He's calling him out on all of the damage that he just did. You know, the rooftops, what he ended up doing to the drawbridge, the crane that he almost destroyed, the people he almost killed if it weren't for Nightwing. So they're in this warehouse now, and they're they're basically having a brawl. And the Joker is telling him, he's like, this has gone on long enough. You need me just as much as I need you. What What terrifies you is ending this nightmare. Joker has found essentially a cure for his psychosis. And Batman just tell like is yelling at him to stop talking and the Joker just keeps going and this panel is gruesome. Yeah. Like Batman is on top of the Joker and is just beating the hell out of him. And he's like if I can get better, I can get this city on track. Finally show you that you need me. And he has a bottle of these pills in his hand. Batman says, fine, grabs the bottle of pills and dumps the whole thing in his throat while someone is recording it on their phone. Gordon sees it, Harvey Bullock sees it, Batgirl sees it, like, all these people see Batman do this. Like, they see him snap. And Joker is essentially overdosing on whatever this is. And then next, one of the things I realize is, like, we have, it's almost like you're reading a movie. And this happens consistently throughout 
throughout the books is we have news. Like we okay. have news segments, kind of like where, a Watchmen. Yeah, where thing. where yeah. they're they're talking about the events that just happened. Like right now, they're talking like, did Batman go too far? Or actually, I guess uh, more comparable to this would be uh, the Dark Knight uh, series yeah. of of books because they do that a lot in the Frank Miller Batman stories. Yeah, and then it flashes to the Joker in the hospital with a breathing apparatus on, IV bag, and everything, and they're like. Did we let this go too far? Yeah. Have we let Batman get too far out of control? And so this is causing a rift in the GCPD between Gordon and Bullock. They talk, Bullock walks out, and then we pan to memories of the Joker. He's remembering who he was, who he was when he came to Gotham. Couldn't make it as a comedian, so he thought that the next best thing would be to get attention by doing this bank robbery. And that's what sent him down this slope. Once he interacted with Batman, it triggered something that sent him down this slope of, if I keep committing crime, he's going to keep coming after me and we'll keep doing this dance. And Batman essentially created the Joker Batman in made this him, universe. made Jack Napier feel important. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just sitting on his bed surrounded by... This is like when he's becoming the Joker. He is in a room literally surrounded by Batman memorabilia. Like, that's from the animated series. Yeah, I was about to this say, is this is like a very right Keaton-esque Batman bust. No, this all seems like it's animated series. Yeah. Because look at the cowl on that bust. And oh, yeah. And you got the figure down here. That look, that's the Keaton Batman. Yeah, that's the Keaton yeah. Batman. But yeah, there's tons of stuff here. We have the Keaton Joker hanging or standing yeah. on a shelf up here. The elongated six shooter. Yeah. Some really jealousy inducing yeah. uh, <laughs> collectibles. And uh so he's he's just sitting on his bed, hand on his forehead, and then we pan we have Bruce, Dick, and Babs and Babs is just begging Bruce to talk to them, let them in like you know, like they once were. And we find out that Alfred is dying. Oh, wow. Bruce is working with Mr. Freeze to try to save Alfred. He's pulling from so many stories here, because that's what they did in Batman and Robin. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Uh -huh. He's he's pulling a lot of influences into this one story. That's pretty cool. So, we go back. There's more happenings going on in the GCPD. The rift is growing, and an audience has been requested with Commissioner Gordon by Jack Napier. Napier explains to him, he's like, I'm not your problem anymore. And he's he he's explains that Batman is a plague for the city. You know, explains everything that he did, like, that night. And he's saying, I know the Dark Knight better than anyone else. Let me be the White Knight for Gotham. We move on into the next issue, and Napier is presenting his case in a court. Ooh. Which... Hardly anything has ever actually been pinned on him. He's never actually been convicted of these murders, all these massive crimes. He's always had other people do them for him. He's had some property damage, some other stuff like that, but nothing major. He brings that up to, a, to the court. He explains that I served 10 years, but they didn't want to release me. And between the interactions with Batman and the experiments that they did on him in Arkham made him who he was. 
and he's explaining that you know the Joker is gone. I am Jack Napier, and I am here to save the city. And presents one hell of a case that I'm not going to go into. Okay, like you'll just have to read the book. Yeah. Like, so they let him go. He walks because of a speech that everyone in Gotham heard. So he goes home to the the joke shop that I guess him and Harley lived in. He gets home. Harley screams, Daddy's home. Walks up, is criticizing that he doesn't have makeup on. And Jack is explaining to him, you know, you've always deserved so much better. I want to give you that better life and all that. And slides a ring on her finger. And then we have a Snickers commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. He's not him when he's hungry. Oh my God. You're, You're not the Joker when you're hungry. How you feel now? Much better! (laughs) (laughs) But she punches him because he calls her Puddin'. She's like, what did you just call me? Are you out of your mind? Stop the bullshit, put on some makeup, and let's go rob something. And then she gets kicked in the face. And it's Jester Harley saying, hey Jack, apology accepted. And so Jester Harley... Start, walks away with Jack and he asks, where are you taking me? And we go back to the cave where Freeze is standing bes- beside his frozen wife, Nora. He's found a cure. And there are some, fro- some mice with Freeze helmets on. They're in a little frozen box. <laughs> and he fills the box full of liquid. The mice come out. They're fine. And Freeze is like, it's worked. There's no time to waste. Let's do this. Batman's like, no, we we need to make sure it's safe. He does it to himself anyway. Babs then is looking at the mice that she had laid on the table, and they're dead, rapidly aged. So then we see Freeze, who is now 80 years old, who was like frozen when he was 30. They actually take into account the 50 years since freeze like mr freeze debuted so so he just he walks up to nora he realized he cannot unfreeze nora because that rapid aging could still kill her mm-hmm. so we go over we've got joker and harley harleen napier and harleen in harleen's place and she explained it was like you never noticed that i left You're a narcissist who suffers from dysthemia and a schizoid personality disorder, likely made worse by a chemical imbalance, which is why the medication is working. You're probably not cured, but with the right support, you could be. And he is left speechless. I'm a psychiatrist, remember? So he's like, so you left me an entirely new Harley took over. Why didn't I notice... You know, it goes in to explain, like, the the romance that Joker and Harley started out with. But Harley started to feel left out because of the romance and obsession with Batman. Uh, we go, we see him beating Jason Todd, which was one of Harleen's final, like, this is too far. Your obsession has gone too far. I'm done. Batman's destroying you. I don't want to be a part of this. And she leaves him. She she goes to Batman, gets gets a deal to like have a lot of her stuff dropped against her for giving Batman the Joker's location, 
or yeah, the Joker's location with Robin, and goes. They hoped we would eventually find out what happened with Jason, but we never did. And now Jack is having a meeting with all of the villains. Like we've got Two Face. I'm assuming that's Bane. Killer Croc looks like a crocodile. The Riddler. You can see like all these people in the background. And, like, they're all just talking, having a drink. And he explains to them that the reason we have failed over the years is because Batman has put a rift between us. We would succeed if we actually worked together. And what they don't realize is that he has gotten a hold of the Mad Hatter's mind control band and used it on Clayface, had Clayface essentially dilute himself to put into the the alcohol they're all drinking so that by proxy he can mind control all of them through Clayface. So now Jack Napier has control of all the villains, the major villains in Gotham. Yes. Wow. Yeah. He's planning more carefully. Yeah. He's he's planning smarter and at the start of the next issue we see Hooker Harley putting on lipstick putting on a different outfit saying she's going to get Joker back. And now we see what Joker was up to. The villains are all attacking as one. Batman, Batgirl, and Nightwing all show up and they're being overwhelmed. Batman is chasing down Bane and Croc into um, in got well, like one of the lesser, like I guess you call it a ghetto. Yeah. But Joker's planning on building a library there. Like, the construction's already started. He wants to better Gotham. So he started building a library. They're being controlled by the Joker. He's sending them to his own project. So Batman's chasing them, whipping it around corners, almost destroys a cement truck, causing a bunch of destruction. Bane and Croc are causing a bunch of destruction. Batman runs in after them to beat them, crawls out of the rubble. They got away. Gordon is starting to get fed up with everything, but he's still on Batman's side. He's getting a lot of scrutiny from the GCPD. But the whole reason for doing this was so that Jack could get into other files that are public access. Uh, but he, he's looking for, for some paperwork that no one would ever think to look through because it's just general run-of-the-mill mundane paperwork. He finds what he's looking for, and now we pan to Batman brutally injured at Alfred's bedside, bleeding all over the place, and he collapses on the floor. Alfred gets out of his bed and, like, is getting up to help Bruce. We're having another press conference with Napier, who is going on to explain that there is a Batman disaster relief fund that has been coming out of the 1%. Like, they have been funding this. And it's a $3 billion fund each year that's been disguised as like the, the natural disaster relief fund. But it's actually a Batman disaster relief fund that they spend cleaning up Batman's messes. Holy shit. This book is already doing a good job in just three issues of actually making Batman the villain. Yeah. Turning us, the reader, against Batman. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, it makes you kind of back jack napier yeah uh but now we're we're back in the slums joker's just joker and harley are walking through they about get mugged then we find duke 
comes and is like, "Oh wow, the signal yeah, shows up." Yeah, okay. Duke shows up like big motherfucker too. Like wow, big. He he went military special ops, and then came back to work at the GCPD and tried to fight against the corruption and lost his job. So so now he works, or like not necessarily works, but he lives in the slums working to make it a better place through his own means because no police officers take care of this area at all. Napier explains to Duke he needs he needs Duke's help. And Duke's like, why would I help the Joker? He's like, just hear me out. Like Napier has become this like very smooth. He's a savant with words. Yeah. Yeah. Now we've got Gordon being ravaged by the press about all the criminal activity. He's confronted with Batman. He's like, all of the super, super criminals are uniting. You know, can you deal with this? And Gordon is starting to turn against Batman. Because Gordon didn't know about the Batman Relief Fund. And, like, he's telling him, he's like, $3 billion a year to clean up after you. Why didn't anyone tell me? Batman's like, are you questioning my methods? <laughs> and this is my favorite line of the book. As a cop, no, but as a taxpayer, yes. Wow. Like, yeah. Gordon is slowly starting to turn. Yeah. Now we pan to New Harley confronting the Mad Hatter, knowing what the Joker's doing, because she's she's in the, the Joker mindset, finds the Mad Hatter. She takes the mind control headband and dissolves Clayface. And I did not know that Clayface was literally just a brain and eyes and stuff surrounded by clay. I don't have anything to base it on. To base it on, like off the top of my head, but that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. Sure. yeah. And they go into the next room where every criminal is just standing there. And now she is going by the name Neo Joker. So now they're on their way to Napier's newest rally in Backport which is, is the slum that they've been in this whole time, with Duke opening up for him, saying, you know, I was like you guys. I didn't trust him, but he has proven himself to me. He's done so much for the area already. He's done so much for us, so much for the kids. Jack Napier's one of us. And they unveil, like, a giant, like, hundred-some-foot banner thing of Napier for Councilman. Napier starts his speech, you know, Batman's doing more harm than good. Let me step in. I have a plan, all this and that. Until Batman swings in, kicks Duke in the face, and takes him down, grabs Napier by the neck, and like brings him down. And he Batman tells him that he's keeping this from escalating. The crowd is getting fired up so batman's not keeping this from escalating he's, he's causing he's it making it worse so jack says stop i'll go of my own free will gordon you and i need to have a talk and he gets into a police cruiser and goes to the station with gordon to explain to him that he has a plan uh for something called the gotham terrorist gotham terror oppression unit the the gist of his plan is is to have Batman, Nightwing, and Batgirl work alongside the the GCPD, like offer them their tech, like the the advanced Kevlar that could have saved lives of 
cops. Yeah. You know, the gadgets, the the Batmobile tech, all that to make the police force better and they can keep their secret identities, they just work with the police instead of outside of the law. And and that's Wow. I like cuz I'm sitting here going like why hasn't that been a fucking thing already? Like, yeah. Why hasn't Batman been doing that? It's this kind of affecting my look on the actual Batman book, right? <laughs> so Napier leaves Jim's office saying it's a good idea. You should really think about it. So so now we have Hooker Harley or Neo Joker as she's now going by, leading all the villains on an all-out attack on GCPD. They're stealing files from the GCPD databank, which they need to bring Joker back. Batman shows up to take on Croc and Bane again. Bane throws the bat signal at Gordon, knocks him off the roof. Batman swings down and saves them. All of the villains are leaving. And Batman and Gordon have a talk. Batman says, you know, I'll get a new signal. Gordon tells him, no, I'm done defending you. I need a new plan. After this, Gotham will demand it. I don't even know who you are. There's another Joker. How many more super criminals can Gotham handle? If you really wanted to stop crime, you would give us a fleet of Batmobiles and a thousand utility belts. And basically telling him, like, if you want to help us, then you need to go along with this plan. Batman's like, you can't be serious. He's like, I'm running out of options. The GTO is a good plan. If you want to help, then join. If not, stay out of the way. Batman goes to interject. He's like, isn't this the part where you magically disappear? And then he, he says, let me save you the trouble. And turns around and walks away from Batman. Wow. Turns his back on Batman and walks away. And now Jack and Harleen... Are, are getting dressed, getting ready, and the Neo-Joker shows up saying, I want him back. I can bring him out and all that. And she thought that by doing the attack on GCPD would, would try to bring him back. So she has something very serious, very big planned to try to bring back the Joker. And now Gordon ha- is approaching Nightwing and Barbara about the, the GTO. And showing them that they're making Batmobiles. Like they're now they are developing this tech of their own. And Napier is now there talking to him. You get to keep your secret identities, is what he tells him. You just work alongside us. And the best part of it all is you get your own Batmobile. <laughs> and tosses Batgirl a set of keys and she oh just kind of looks at them excitedly. And, and think about it. All of these years of all of these characters being sidekicks. Yeah. The whole purpose of Nightwing being a thing was so he wouldn't be Batman's sidekick anymore. He's got a motorcycle. I don't think Barbara really has anything. She has a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. They all have motorcycles, which they can just get sniped off of. Right. But no, he's the only one that gets Batman. So that's kind of an appealing offer for them. such a problem with Batman now. (laughs) (laughs) Just in the time of you explaining these books to me, not even reading them myself, what I intend to do, I'm I'm starting to turn against Batman myself. Yeah. Wow. Like I mean, and, I was already a bigger Superman fan, but shit. And and that is that's Murphy's writing too. And so the very last part of this book, we we find out who 
the new Harley, who yeah. Hooker Harley, Neo Joker, whatever you want to call her, we find out who she was before she became Harley Harley's Quinn. replacement. Yeah, before she became the new Harley. But if you want to find that out, you've got to go pick up the issue, and I, I encourage it. Oh like, yeah, we just sitting here listening to you talk about the events that happen in it. I'm I'm more amped up than ever to read this book. I've gotten a little behind on some stuff with the whole SMB Rebirth Initiative, uh, trying to get us to phase three. Like, you know, but... <laughs> I know this was a little long winded, but since no one else had any books today, yeah, right. I, yeah. I took my time to entice everyone into Batman White Knight. I would say this... that you did your job then. Because I'm I'm so much more ready to read this than ever. This is probably my absolute favorite thing coming out from, from DC. Really? Yeah. Like, wow. even with Doomsday Clock, Nightwing, Titan, like, everything that, you know, I enjoy, everything that I have been reading, this just takes the cake. Well, DC's been so much win across the board that at this point you... You really do have to start compartmentalizing like, things. I was say you can't just be all everything DC is amazing. Read it all because now it's all like amazing, unequally. DC is on their game right now. Oh, absolutely! And Marvel is struggling to keep up. Not just they in are. in sales, but in quality. Yeah, yeah, like they're what we were just talking about a little bit ago. Like Dan Slott, one of the best Spider-Man writers that we've had. One of the things that keeps people on Spider-Man, because it, 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 he hasn't really slowed down with that book. Yeah. It's all been good. I mean, God, he's he's been on Spider-Man since before Marvel now, has Oh, he? wow. Yeah. And now he's leaving. To go do Iron Man. Of all things, Iron Man. Yeah. Why? Because Bendis is leaving? Like, just get a different writer on Iron People didn't really like Iron Man all that much anyways. <laughs> yeah. Like, Iron Man... It started out okay, but it got weak. Yeah. It got really weak. So just put someone else over there. Don't ruin fucking Spider-Man. Oh, we don't know if it's going to ruin Spider-Man. I, um, I don't know who's who's taking it. I haven't over, seen but... the creative team for it yet. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, before we get into the big topics of today's episode, we like to take a moment and uh, give you the news in a faster pace. That's right, everyone. It's time for the phone booth news. It's time for the news. The phone booth news. That's right, guys. This is where we try to give you the news faster than Deadpool can save the day, which gives us about 3 minutes, 45 seconds. Odal is standing by on the clock now, whenever you're ready. And go. In internet news, internet personality and all-around awesome hunk Vincent Herman is giving away the Batman 1943 Serials Facebook page. Check it out for details. In wrestling news, Bill Goldberg will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame on April 6th. WWE is also partnering with NextVR to produce six 10-minute VR highlight experiences this year. The highlights will feature pivotal moments, epic showdowns, and surprise appearances. The app is available to download on the Samsung Gear VR headset and Google Daydream View now. In comics news, Bud and Lou, Harley's longtime pet hyenas, made a one-time appearance in Palomati and Connor's final issue of Harley Quinn. Brian Michael Bendis has received his first mission for DC Comics to help honor the Man of Steel's 80th anniversary in Action Comics number 1000. Doing art for Bendis will be superstar artist Jim Lee. 
In video game news, third-party accessory company Hyperkin announced the Xbox Duke controller modeled after the original Gen 1 controller. It'll be available in March with a $69.99 price tag. Ooh, yeah, a price to match the, the girth of the controller. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo revealed Labo, a line of build-it-yourself cardboard kits compatible with Nintendo Switch and Internet and interacts with specific software. Uh, Labo launches April 20th and 27th in Europe. In Pokemon news, legendary Pokemon Kyogre will be begin spawning in Pokemon Go raids until 1 p.m. on February 14th. Additionally, Pokemon Go, Go is canceling support for older iOS devices incapable of upgrading to iOS 11. Detective Pikachu is finally making its way to the West on March 23rd. And starting in February until November... Players of Pokemon Sun, Moon, and their Ultra sequels will receive a different legendary Pokemon each month. Visit Pokemon.com legendary for more info. In TV news, Amazon's Tick series has been renewed for a 10-episode 10 10 second season. Fuck that up. Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 3 trailer is out now, and the series returns February 25th to stars. John Cena has joined the cast of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and will voice the new villain, Baron Draxum. Mon-El and Satter-Girl have finally suited up in the most recent episode of Supergirl with, with the help to help fight against Rain. Watch now on CWTV.com. Krypton's first trailer released, and I'm finally sold. Krypton premieres March 21st. In movie news, an official synopsis is finally available for Solo, A Star Wars Story, and it confirms we'll see Han and Chewie's first meeting and how Lando loses the Millennium Falcon. Tomb Raider has a second trailer out, and it is pretty awesome. I'm slowly getting sold on this movie. Teen Titans Go to the Movies, however, his first trailer is out now and features a 15-second fart joke. So, there's that. Warner Brothers announced that Shazam will open in theaters on April 5th, 2019. DC's next animated film, Suicide Squad Hell to Pay's trailer, just came out, and the movie releases April 10th on Blu-ray and DVD. Justice League, available for purchase March 13th, released its special features and will contain several deleted scenes. The writers of Horrible Bosses, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, have been tapped to direct Flashpoint. Speaking of directors, Gore Verbinski has left the Gambit film due to reported scheduling issues. This news coming after the release date was pushed back to June 7th, 2019. Deadpool 2 and New Mutants have also seen a release shift. Deadpool 2 moved, to, it moved up to June 1st, with the New Mutants taking a huge push all the way back to February 22nd, 2019, from its April 13th release date of this year. And it seems Red Sparrow has lit a fire under Marvel Studios. Not long after its trailer release, the studio tapped Jay Schaefer, or yeah, Jay Schaefer, to write the Black Widow screenplay. And that is the news. Yeah, I murdered that. It was uh, terrible. Well, what, what do we got? Oh, wow. At <laughs> least we get some Cherry Garcia ice cream. Yep. Consolation prize. Yep. Uh, we, we came in at 4 minutes, 22 <laughs> seconds on that one. They can't all be winners. And uh, I really need to get... I need to start practicing this. Like, uh, yeah. Like, kind of... Like, an uh, actor like, would practice their lines. I should start reading this a couple times before we record. Just stand in front of the mirror, <laughs> practice what you're going to say, 
You slowly reach out, put your own... Wait, we're not talking... Okay. Hmm. This isn't prom night, is it? Nope. 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 <laughs> All right. Nor is it ghost. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, guys, that was uh, that was the quickie news. Now it's time to get into the big stories of today's podcast. And the first one is one that uh, Odo kind of pushed on me. Because <laughs> I'm not... I'm not thrilled about it. And that is Ollie's comic book trades. Ollie's uh, discount outlet stores, uh, 260 plus nationwide, uh, have recently bought out a distributor and uh, of not just trades, but they uh, they apparently also bought them out of a, like a ton of different uh, comic books as well, single issues. I was say I've I've noticed our local Ollie's itself, like they got they got in on this and they're they make their own comic packs yeah well they they've also been selling these things at like 85 percent discount oh yeah oh, it's ridiculous. i mean there are some reports of people getting nine five hundred and ninety dollars worth of books for just under 90 bucks i've seen some people have over 800 dollar ollie's hauls for less than 100 dollars. really yeah wow now, now the thing that should be noted about this is that each store is getting something different. So if your location gets like a Batman Odyssey trade, it doesn't necessarily mean that our location has. So, so it's kind of been Which, randomized, and, and it's been it's become very popular on social media. Uh, a lot of news outlets have covered it, but like you said, like not everyone gets the same treatment at their store. Yeah. Like there are some that have just put like. A cardboard bin out yeah. with all these books just tossed. Not around. not all Ollie's halls are created equally. Sorry, millennials. <laughs> <laughs> but the the deals are fantastic. The, oh yeah, the books there like there's a lot of really good stuff. You can almost get some complete runs of stuff. And here's why I'm not thrilled about it. Why I didn't <laughs> want to talk about it. Why I'm not. Why I'm super bitter is because I am out of work right now. I'm not getting paid shit, so I can't go and do any of this. And I know my luck. As soon as I get that first paycheck, I'm going to go to Ollie's, I'm going to be ready, and there's going to be either fucking bare-bones pickings, or they're they're gone. They're done. Now, from <laughs> what I've been hearing, like what news has been circulating, yeah. there is a second shipment of these coming soon. Yeah, um, now, I did a little research for this, and apparently, yeah, they Fridays, I guess, are their shipment dates, mm -hmm. and they've been getting regular supplies. Yeah. So, there's a little hope for me yet, but... Well, some people have God damn, I swear to God, if I show up there, <laughs> they're all gone. I will burn that store to the ground. Well, <laughs> like, and I, I showed you what... Like some of what ours had, yeah, like there, yeah. there's been some decent stuff. I would like to at least get my hand on Batman Second Chances, okay? Shit. <laughs> uh, like there's that there, there's the Batman Unwrapped, yeah, the, the black and white. Uh, I even want some of those showcases, man. A lot of people don't seem too jazzed up about those, and I'm sitting there going, "That's Batman Brave in the Bold." Like <laughs> what I've been seeing yeah. people post have been like they'll get one of every showcase that's there. Yeah, and I think some people are just doing that to be like, look, I have these showcases. Me, yeah. personally, I'd probably just buy some of the Superman ones. Because, like, there's those, there's, like, Batman of, of the 50s, Batman of the 70s, there's, like, Superman yeah, I'm, I'm of the 40s, Superman of the too. 70s. Though, as someone who's read Action Comics number one, uh, <laughs> I'm talking about me, of course. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just wanted to make sure you got that twice. <laughs> so, anyways, you can you can get some really goofy shit out of those oh, like yeah. 40s and 50s stories. Well, like, there's a reason to read those. I mean, shit. One of the showcases is Captain Carrot and the Zoo Crew. Yeah. Man. So, I mean, it's hitting like there. There's a lot of New 52 hardcovers there. Nothing really wrong with some of the New 52 stuff. Like, um, I used to be, I used to really dig the, the Superman stuff, but it, it like, ever since reading this rebirth, it I mean, yeah, just comparing it to what we've got now, I'm like, that was crap! Well, there, I was settling! <laughs> like, there's there's some Batman, Superman, New 52 yeah. stuff, there's some Green Lantern. I would love it if they got some Superman Unchained. That'd just be the best. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, the last thing that they added to it, they got a bunch of... Okay, you know how Dungeon, they had their $5 trade box? Yeah. And, like, they just had a shit ton of the Dark Tower, Gunslinger, Born, mm-hmm. and all that. Well, they have a bunch of those and, like, several of the other well, yeah. well, stories from, like... Like you said, they, they bought out distributors well under wholesale price. Oh, man. And... It was just stuff that they they couldn't get rid of fast enough. It was stuff like that's the reason you're seeing a lot of new fifty two yeah trades is because nobody's really buying them from their local comic shop, so the comic shop is not buying them from the distributor. So now the distributor has all this shit laying around. Well, it's like JSA, like the yeah, there were. Which what, I'm surprised seven that. or eight trades of that, and uh, all... and we're talking like pre like early 2000s JSA, right? Yeah, yeah. This that is was like a good Jeff run. John's yeah. JSA. I might go back and still get these because there was volume one, three, four, five, six, and seven. Yeah, and I I think I have the entirety of that run in single issue. <laughs> So. Well, and it, it's out in omnibus form yeah. and everything else. But if I can go there and get that whole run for like twenty five bucks, absolutely, yeah. So if you somehow have like if this is somehow the first time you're hearing this and you haven't seen a pop up in your social media or any of your your nerdy Facebook groups, get to your local Ollies today. Like even if you got to drive an hour, these deals are worth it. Well, I mean, I've seen some people say that, like, their closest Ollie's is, like, four and a half hours away. Okay, well, that's a little much. Yeah. But, I mean, if you've got an Ollie's, it's, like, 20, 30 minutes away. We drive about an hour to go buy our comic books. Which, there's an Ollie's in Ashland that I might go and check. (laughs) So, if we're willing to drive almost an hour away just to get our weekly books, which we're technically taking a gamble with. White Knight's been great so far. You don't know what issue five has in it. You know, this is a store with established stories that you can look up and look up reviews for. Maybe you've already read and you know they're awesome and you're getting them for fucking pennies. That's oh worth God. a drive. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not four hours. <laughs> <laughs> but like 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Do it. Plus, sure. yeah. Ollie's has a lot of other really cool shit. Yeah, That's true. They have those comic packs. Uh, but the, we're going to go ahead and get into our next story here, which is not really cool shit and uh this is actually a very unfortunate story now we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna do this in two waves we're going to attack this uh unbiasedly from a uh, journalistic standpoint almost and look at all the evidence as it presents itself and then we're going to give our opinion and uh we're gonna try and be as sensitive as we can to this whole subject especially in the wake of the me too movement and everything that's been going down because of stuff like this so we're talking about the Stanley 
sexual misconduct claims that have uh, been coming out. A nursing company that has remained unnamed in an attempt to protect their staff uh, has recently spoke to DailyMail.com about Stan's sexual misconduct with several of their nurses. One source stating, quote, Stan is an old man who has seemingly lost his way. He doesn't seem to care what people think of him, and he's lost his filter. There has been a stream of young nurses coming to his house in West Hollywood, and he has been sexually harassing them. He finds it funny. He walks around naked and is vulgar towards the women. He asks them for oral sex in the shower, and he wants to be pleasured in his bedroom. He uses words like fuck and pussy in their presence. He's also been very handsy and has groped some of the women. It's unacceptable behavior, especially from an icon like Stan. The source continued to say the owner at the nursing company has openly said to people that Stan has sexually harassed every single nurse that has been to the house. That got back to Lee and sparked this whole thing. It appears the owner, who has nursed Stan herself, eventually decided enough was enough. End quote. And uh, from there, they decided to cut ties with Stanley and would no longer send nurses to his house. Uh, Stan's lawyer, Tom Lawless, has responded, though, stating, and I quote, Mr. Lee categorically denies these false and despicable allegations, and he fully intends to fight to protect his stellar good name and impeccable character. We're not aware of anyone filing a civil action or reporting these issues to the police, which, for any genuine claim, would be more appropriate. Instead, Mr. Lee has received demands to pay money and threats that if he does not do so, the accuser will go to the media. Mr. Lee will not be extorted or blackmailed and will pay no money to anyone because he has done nothing wrong. End quote. And after this, a cease and desist letter has been sent to the company on the grounds of defamation. But someone coming to Stan's aid was actually Vital Nursing Incorporated, the new company that is under Stan Lee's employment, and has defended him claiming that he has been, and I quote, polite, kind, and respectful, and it has been a privilege to care for him, end quote. Stan's right-hand man and confident Max Anderson has also been accused by the nursing company for intimidating and frightening the nurses. Anderson also has multiple convictions for domestic abuse, and it really doesn't help matters on that front. But at this time, no lawsuit has been filed from anyone. So that is where we're at with the whole situation as of now. So we've got, you know, the company and the nurses and the boss even claiming that these things have carried out. Uh, we've got the new company saying nothing has ever been filed complaint-wise with them. They, they've enjoyed working with Stanley. We've got the lawyer claiming that he's been extorted, and we've got his right-hand man also being accused by this, this company for stuff that sounds within his character, given his past convictions. Right. Personally, I don't want this to be true. It doesn't sound impossible, though. Especially, like, I've known a few people who've worked for nursing companies, and just with everyday old men, keep in mind Stanley's 95 here. Yeah. It is almost common practice for them to get erections and make lewd comments and, and all that type of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. And most of the time, these women write it off as, like, 
they're just old men. They're going to die soon anyways. I'm getting paid. So. Right. I mean, the thing is, like you said, he's he's 95. Uh, granted, nothing has been said, but, you know, there there could be possibilities of dementia or Alzheimer's setting mm-hmm. in. You know, there, there are a that's, plethora of possibilities. That is, like, still a little wishful thinking because Stan Lee seems to be lucid. Yeah. He seems to be well within his right and, mind. And we've seen all of these things pop up recently where, like, Stan Lee got taken for 300 grand. Stan yeah. Lee got taken yeah. for 150 grand. Things have been happening to Stan Lee yeah. here lately that have just have been terrible. And Financially, which yeah, is where the, that's where can, this is going, which is where you can maybe believe the the claims of extortion. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, could could I see Stanley being a dirty old man? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's easy to believe as you well. Know, but I mean, like, like I was mentioning with Alzheimer's, you know, that completely changes a person. You know, and, and if something like that is starting to take hold on Stan Lee, first of all, that fucking sucks because that means yeah. he's going to die very soon. Yeah. With as old as he is. But even if something like that's not happening, I I, I don't believe these allegations. Okay. I can I see it happening? Yes. Do I think it's actually happening? No. Because it's Stan Lee. You know, and, yeah, and it's not just because he's Stan Lee. He's he's created most of my childhood memories, or he's responsible for most of the best memories that I have. He ha- he has proven his character multiple times over over the years. You know, he's yeah. he's proven to be a stand-up guy. Now you'll hear people say that he's very like dry and all that, like it, when he's at a convention. But people don't consider the toll that that takes on a yeah. ninety-plus-year-old man having to be at this well, and you, sitting had, in a chair all day taking pictures with people. You've had people who who have talked about doing interviews with him, who have talked about it's so obvious to see that Stanley is a character. Like yeah, when he's out there and he's in front of people, it's Excelsior, um, yeah, true believers, and all that. Stuff. And the the few people who have talked about feeling like they've actually seen the real Stan Lee have described a very warm, pleasant person. Yeah. Uh, a little dry humor, but yeah. But we've never really heard anything uh, like this about him before. I can believe that it's a possibility. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want to outright say that I don't believe the allegations. The last time I was so convinced <laughs> in somebody's character was George Takai. With those allegations that that happened between him and uh, some young man, I can't remember the age he was supposed to be at the time or something, but uh, it wasn't as bad as Kevin Spacey, but it was it was something it like was that. All the same line. And then a lot of stuff just kind of unfurled, and it became more and more obvious that yeah, this probably happened. So I, I again, I don't want to, I don't want to rush to to his defense because I don't know him. You know, right. I, I know the character that's out there. I know how people have talked about him and stuff. But for me, I can't say that it didn't happen. Now, I can also believe that the extortion allegations, though, because with every big movement, you will have people that try to abuse it. Oh, yeah. Why Why have they not gone to the cops? Why have they not filed a lawsuit? Why have they not done and, these? And those are the big red flags. Like, yeah. 
Nobody's yeah. releasing their name. Nobody's trying to get their face out in front of this stuff, you know? Yeah, you know, everything from this agency is... They're trying to keep it pseudo-quiet. Like, I, I say that because, obviously, it has made its way to to some media outlets. Yeah, they but not may... hugely. I've only seen this in so many places. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, now, they may not have went to, like, their local news station or... You know the New York Times or, or something big like that with it mm. because you know they for went to DailyMail.com. So they went to online media outlets, mm. which I mean that's the fastest way to get something out there yeah. if you want to get something out there. But you know with the responses of like you said, nothing has been filed with the police. Nothing has been like brought into courts or anything like that. And then the lawyer saying that they are. Like they're demanding money and all this and that, mm. it appears to be an extortion case. Yeah, and and when you take into account all the the financial theft that has happened to Stanley, we're we're talking about a nursing company, a company that's been in his home that has been around long enough to maybe gain this information that they need. So who's to say that the the nursing company themselves are not the ones stealing from him. It's because of my cynicism that I I can see defending both sides, and I can see uh, not defending both sides. Yeah, like, I'm just kind of sitting back and waiting for the fallout. See where it all goes. You're sitting on the fence, waiting for facts to come out. If I have to, like, gun to my head, if I had to pick someone, the timing due to all the stuff that's been happening to Stanley over the past few months and then this coming out and then the lawyer stating that there was there's been extortion here they said they were going to go to the media if they didn't get paid obviously Stan didn't pay them they've gone to the media it seems it seems a little more in Stan's favor yeah, yeah. and and far as far as we know cuz I looked into this pretty deep and I tried to find any updates whatsoever yeah as far as we know, after the cease and desist, they have ceased and desist. So that right there kind of tells you what this was all about. Yeah. So I think that's where we're, we're going to go ahead and stand on this. If there are any updates, we'll cover it on a future episode. But let's go ahead and, and shake off the yeah. un- uncomfortableness of this and uh, get into the topic of race. <laughs> That look you just gave. Oh. What we mean by that is the newest addition to the CW's lineup, which has a large theme of race in it. Oh, oh, is like, Black is, Lightning. <clears throat> oh yeah, it is very heavily influenced by like racial profiling, like all that. And it's like, okay, I I made the comment to Vin when I watched this that the this. It kind of feels like the CW's attempt at countering Luke Cage well, from Netflix. Well, one, we're going to give this a legitimate review. Well, yeah. <laughs> to that point that you made, though, since you've already brought it up, a lot of the advertisements and stuff that I was seeing for this, uh, where people had spoken to the CW, they're billing this as the first uh, superhero show to, to tackle these subjects. And every time I read that, I was like, well, wait a minute. Luke Cage. It's like Luke Cage <laughs> already tackled 
a lot of this stuff. Yeah. So so I I was getting a little bitter about it before I actually saw <laughs> saw the show. I was like, wait a minute, they're full of themselves right here. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, is this gonna be pretentious? Is it gonna be like in my face with the like, with all just, of it, I don't know. What, say it. I don't know what terms to use here. I'm a white dude in an attic making a podcast. At least it's, it's like, not a basement. Okay, <laughs> but no, I, I wasn't going to be in my face with the like everyone hates black people. We're we're so oppressed type thing because okay, while racism still is alive in this country, oh, absolutely to to a damning point. I, I would almost say localized to certain places. Certain places, like, yes. Specific places. Yeah. Like, you will find, like, very extreme degrees of racism. Because we do live in a world right now where black men and women can rise to the top. They can be prop. They get their own TV shows. They are, they are comic book characters. They and can TV become president. And, and president, yes. So, it, it really is not... So bad that you have to drill this in, but that thankfully was not how the show was. The right. way that it deals with it is in a very realistic light. Yeah, I I do hope some more white characters show up at some point because <laughs> right, because just from this this um, uh, pilot episode, it is it is very ethnically heavy. Like yeah. you don't you show one, uh, they've got the one white guy who the villain. No, well, no, that he's a black man with albinoism. What? Yeah, he's he's an al, he's an albino black guy. Okay. Maybe it's not commentary on anything. It's just what it is. But no, yeah, he he's a black man with albinoism. Oh. Anyways, the the guy I'm talking about is the um, Taylor. Yeah. Who, who is that? Who is that actor? I don't know at all. Like Not even a he bit. has been. Go ahead and look it up. <laughs> he has been in so many great things. But he is the only one of the only white guys we see outside of the police that eventually end up harassing Black Lightning. So, uh, so basically, my point is, is I'm hoping there's there's going to be a contrast. There are going to be bad guys who are black men and women. There are going to be good guys who are white men and women, and vice versa. So let's talk about the show itself. Let's talk about the substance of the show. Okay, so our show starts out, uh, we're nine years after Jefferson Pierce, Black Lightning, has hung up his cowl, and he has decided to leave the superhero vigilante life behind. He has become a principal at a school, his oldest daughter is one of the teachers, and his youngest daughter, one of the students. And through a series of events that play out after the youngest daughter decides to ditch this ceremony for the oldest daughter and gets accidentally involved with this big gang in their their town called the 100. Which uh, that kept throwing me off because I kept thinking of the TV show called the 100. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? I'm assuming it's something from the comic books. I surprise, surprise, I've not read very many Black Lightning comic books. I've read him in other stories. But... I was going to say, have you read any Black Lightning? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got just the tiniest bit of experience with him. Uh, but, so, Jefferson Pierce decides he has to go save his daughters. Now, there are moments uh, dripped in leading up to this point where his powers are starting to flare up again, and 
and he's starting to to feel that urge to do something about the state of well, their world. Uh, what I really liked was, you know, like you said, it's been what nine years, yeah, and it takes like it, it's you can almost see like the switch flip, yeah, uh, very early on in after the he's being harassed by the police officers yeah. simply just for driving while black. Now, when and when Jefferson Pierce starts arguing with him, it goes basically like, "What like, made you think I was a thief? That was it. The suit, the tie, uh, was it the the four door Volvo? Yeah, know, whatever." And uh, the cops just brushing him off, and then that's when his powers first start flipping on. But he gave up doing this for his wife, for his family, because of one night when our main villain uh, that I can't remember the name of right now, Tobias Whale. <laughs> yeah. I had almost killed him, and so he hung it up. But anyways, yeah, so he he suits up, he goes back to his guy, who's been, who's, this whole episode, like, you knew this was gonna happen, you knew eventually you were gonna suit up again. And I've made a new suit for you. Yeah, and I've made a new suit for you. And I hate this suit. It is, <laughs> it is just terrible. In the promotional materials, it looks okay. I was never like, oh wow, that's really great, but... It just looks so bad. And you see him in the old costume that looks a lot more like the comic accurate yeah. costume. And that looks awesome. I guess it's not bulletproof, but can you just like upgrade that one a little bit with the <laughs> bulletproof stuff? Why do they have to look like that? Anyways, he goes and he cleans out this whole apartment complex. Or, or it's a motel. Uh, it, yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's like a motel. a motel that this gang has set up. It's like a big... Like one of those big, like, motel complex things, yeah. almost. He gets his daughters back. Cops are arresting everyone, and then it pans up to show him on top of the the motel. I want to say, why the hell did... How did no one see right? him up there? How did no one see him? Right. But how the show closes is Jefferson, his kids, they're all back at home. He, he explains to his wife, he's like... You know this isn't over, yeah. and she acknowledges okay. that. Yeah. And the girls are upstairs. The oldest wakes up is and goes to the bathroom. That's right, Thunder, and gets her powers. Yeah, for the first time. That's correct. Yeah, and like she she's at the sink, like, and all of all of these sounds are like running through her head, like the gunshots, the screaming, everything is running through her head, and she just breaks this giant fucking sink off of the wall. Now, after all that, what are your thoughts on the show? Like, obviously, I'm going to give it my five-episode run, as per usual, but uh, just to see how good it is, if it keeps me involved. But I don't know. Well, like, I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I, I got a very... Like, this This is the CW's competition yeah. for Luke Cage uh, vibe from it. You know, that could just be me just seeing, like... Well, no, other people have been seeing it that way, too. Like, especially because DC, in the films department, has been having so much trouble keeping up with Marvel. The TV aspect is the only thing that's really successful on their, their front, that and the animated films. This is their way of competing with the fact Black Panther's coming out in a month, and Luke Cage was so successful. It, Luke Cage was so successful, it broke fucking Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, this is their way of keeping up with that. And it feels like an okay attempt. It's it's a little different, but it but it feels like the CW's version of Luke Cage so yeah. far. One thing I did like is that it felt in a good way. It felt like we were stepping in to the third act of a movie. Like we were we were here at the climax of a film and everything subsequent to this is the sequel. And so but it, it it did it in such a way that we don't really need all that other stuff. We don't really need the origin story. I'm sure we'll find out how he got his powers and everything, but we don't need it. I think we live in a day and age where we're just like, okay, that's fine. We don't, we've got a superhero. That's all we really need starting out. It's a brave move and uh, a little refreshing just yeah. to, just to change it up a little bit. Yeah. We're focusing on an older superhero now. Yeah. He's yeah. like what, like 40, 45, He's something got like that? At yeah. least in his 40s. Yeah. I also believe that uh, a big question about the show is uh, does it tie in, is it part of the Berlantiverse? And I think they kind of gave a nod because they said in one of the television interviews, like it's playing in the background or something, and he's watching it. And this guy is like, how come one, uh, any of these white dudes with superpowers puts on a costume and they're called heroes, but a black man doesn't? He's a vigilante. I think that is Italian is because like well who else could they fucking be talking about yeah well because flash arrow i was gonna say like that stuff that stuff is coming up more and more too i want to say there was a reference to to more like that there were more references to other heroes if there were i didn't catch any of them but it may be it may be the one that you just said that i'm thinking of probably but (laughs) Well, they also had their whole, during the advertising for the new seasons of, like, Legends and, and Arrow and Supergirl and all that, uh, the last one that came out had Black Lightning in it, saying something like, nobody can wait for the new guy. And, <laughs> but, you, yeah, but you didn't see anything else in it. You didn't see Riverdale, like, or any of those guys. It was yeah. all just the CW superheroes who all have interacted with each other, so... It's believable that that he's he's lumped in with that universe, which is a great way to go back. Because I yeah. I love the idea of that universe getting bigger. Oh always. yeah, there's talk now of uh, a potential Legion of Superheroes TV show in the works All because right. of what's been going on in Supergirl. Yeah, nice. so I'm down with that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, anytime I can see more of those rings on screen, I'm okay <laughs> with it. But yeah, so uh, so I think uh, that's where we're at with it. It was okay. It was good. It it was it was a good first episode of a show. Like they wasted yeah. no time getting getting into the action of everything. Yeah. I feel like they doled it out. Yeah. Like, they took their time getting there. Cuz like, it's about halfway through getting, the episode when it goes to that nightclub beats shit out yeah, of Yeah, like guys. like getting to that peak. Yeah. But I'm talking like when like it shows like some of the flashbacks. Okay. Uh yeah. like his interaction with the 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 first interaction with the cops and like so like they waste no time showing you that he's a powered individual yeah yeah well that yeah, yeah that's what that's what i meant by like it feels like we're we're jumping into the third act of a film there's yeah. all of this stuff that's happened and we're going to get it pieced out in typical Berlanti versus superhero show fashion yeah it, yeah it feels like uh We've already gotten so much, but we've only just started. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so th- I- I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watching it, see see where it goes. I will. 
I'm already watching so many fucking shows. I'd, <laughs> I'd say this is going to do what Legends did its first season and go for like 13 episodes because it jumped in starting after everything else's mid-season well, finales. But you also have to think, shows like Flash uh, and Legends of Tomorrow, they had backdoor pilots. Yeah. Like, like they their first their iterations were seen in those other shows, those other established shows. Yeah. Black Lightning is starting out all on its own. Like, you didn't so do you, see him Do you think it's going to go like a full 20, was it, 22 episodes? I think it's possible. Um, although, that... I do know that they're putting off bringing back Legends for this. So, it could go either way. It's in Legends time slot right now. That's right. Yeah. You know what? I bet, I bet this will finish out legends slot and then when legends picks back up he's going to join no i don't think they're gonna put him in legends yeah i don't think that's their plan at all i think he's got his own show so anyways we'll we'll give it more of a chance uh you can check it out now on cwtv.com that they upload all of their newest episodes pretty much the night of i think it like they wait a few yeah. hours or if you have have any kind of like streaming device like a Roku and Amazon yeah Stick, you can see it on there like that, the CW sure. app I don't think they they're on Hulu anymore they used no, to be they yeah. they pulled all their shows from Hulu yeah so uh yeah give that a try it's it's worth a good look yeah, yeah. Anyways, guys, that's where we're going to uh, we're that uh, was uh, 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 No, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's all getting cut out anyway. I think this is where we're going to go ahead and uh, end today's show. Uh, thank you very much for listening to us. This has been, oh, this was a rough one. <laughs> but we got through it. One more down. Uh, on to 33. <laughs> so, to 33 and beyond. Guys, uh, like we said at the very beginning of this whole thing, go check out all of our various social medias. Check out the YouTube channel. Most of all, like, comment, uh, follow us. But above all else, if you like this, or there are any old episodes that you like, any YouTube videos of ours, we, are, we have a call of arms to all of our Sortomites out there. We want you to share this stuff. Just share what you enjoy and get it out there in front of people because with YouTube's changes, we're not going to be able to make money that way. We would like to invest in better microphones and stuff like that. So in order to do that, we're going to have to go through Patreon. And in order to get anything from Patreon, we have to have more viewers. We're doing okay now. I'm happy with what we have. and We're doing this for us for the most part. But yeah, get out there, share our stuff. Help us out by getting us more subscribers on the YouTube channel and everything. And uh, that way we can make this thing grow, not just for us, but for you. And make it the best we possibly can. And please do not use this episode as... <laughs> this, this is not a good example this is not of a, a us good example in prime condition. No, absolutely not. Guys, my name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. I am James Odell, Alpha Spectre. And cue that much better quality outro music than this episode. <laughs> Hell, even that outro was terrible. <laughs> <laughs>